Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Middle Ground. I'm Caroline. And I'm Joe. And happy Monday. You guys will be listening to this on Monday. I know. It's happy Friday for us. Yeah. But TGIF. Monday for you guys. That's the weirdest part of podcasting for me. Yeah, it's like in the future. Yeah, I feel like we're in the future. <laughs> <laughs> we get so deep on it. We're like, hello from us in the future. Yeah. Hello from us on Friday to you on Monday or whatever day you're listening to this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, um, We're going to get right into our grounding moments. Joe, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Uh, you go first because I've not thought of mine yet. Okay, so my grounding moment from the week is I went to Blake Street this past week, which is our fitness and wellness center in, in my area where I live. So it has a pool and like most of you know, or if you don't know, I used to be a swimmer growing up, and I've always wanted to get back into it. I've been out of the pool competitively, competitively for about two years now. And so um, when we went on, I went with you, Joe. When was that? Wednesday. Wednesday. And I met this guy there, and he was like, I am into triathlons. Like, I do all this stuff. I would love for you to come swim with us Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I've been looking for a group. It's just the two. Did you go this morning? No, I didn't go this morning. I was like, (laughs) I'm starting press next week. No, I did not go this morning. I know. And so I'm really excited to have like a group to go with and to hold me accountable. And it's just two guys. They're probably in their 50s, Mike and Scott, which probably aren't listening to this, but thanks, Mike and Scott. Shout out Mike and Scott. You made Caroline's week. That's a big deal. (laughs) Yeah. What about your grounding moment? Um, So for me, my grounding moment this week. I would have to default back to Wednesday also. Um, We got to go to Blake Street and meet with our team and have breakfast, which is Mm -hmm. the first time that I've sat with a group of people and had a meal uh, in quite a few months. We did social distance while we were eating. Mm -hmm. We were apart from each other still. But um, that just, like, gave me kind of a sense of normal. Yeah, it was very nice. really nice, and I really enjoyed that and appreciated it and – I'm going back now to my eating at home and kind of doing my best to stay away from everybody as we're moving into, what, month five or six of Yeah. I COVID, can't believe it's July. I know. I wild. Know. It is wild. Um, yeah, so that's mine. So today, guys, we're going to be talking about all things being a self-starter. Caroline and I thought that this was a perfect topic because it's a lot of what we attribute our success to. Mm-hmm. And so today we're going to go through what a self-starter is. We're going to tell you some examples from our own lives of how being a self-starter has impacted us. And then we're going to finish with some tips on how you can begin growing as a self-starter yourself. Uh, And yeah, we're excited. So I'm just going to go ahead and jump right in. And I looked up and wrote down the definition of (laughs) self-starter. I love that. Because I wanted you guys to have a real tangible thing. So... A self-starter is defined as a person who is sufficiently motivated or ambitious to start a new career or business or to pursue further education without the help of others. So what that means is you as an individual are motivated on your own to pursue further education and do better without anybody else helping you. Mm -hmm. You don't need to ask the question. You don't need to contact the professor. You Google things. You figure it out. And Caroline, somebody that I definitely know, has always been like this since I've known her. We've photographed so many weddings together. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what the problem is. She figures it out. 
and I myself, I'm yeah, the same you're way. Yeah, the exact same. Yeah. For sure. Um, I believe in when I want to do something, I'm going to figure it out, whether that be Google it and follow a tutorial or trial and error it until I get it right. It doesn't mean that I do everything perfectly. Like a lot of times when we get off the ground, um, things can look a little sloppy and it definitely takes some time to get better and perfect that Mm -hmm. thing that I'm working on. But I think being a self-starter is so beneficial in life because it means that you're going to get off the ground and start. Right. And starting is more important than anything else. Yeah. Um, And my example from being a self-starter, I've always been one, like Joe was saying, Joe as well, I think, at a young age. Um, Enneagram three, baby. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a seven, but I was definitely raised with self-starting parents and my teachers influenced me to self-start. And so... Yeah, Caroline was saying before we started recording, I want, I want you to talk on this, um, that she had a teacher. Yeah, Miss B. Shout was out to Miss B. high school? High school, probably, yeah, ninth or 10th grade. Um, she, like, the first day of school, like, the first time meeting her, the first time her meeting us, she was like, hi, Miss B, you know, introduc- introduces herself. And then she's like, my number one rule of this class is, like, don't ask self-starter questions. And we all, of course, were like, what's that? And so she went into explaining and, like, how she is a teacher and she is there to help in any way she can. But if you yourself can figure out the answer, that is... You don't need a teacher for that. Yeah, you don't need a teacher. And that's more learning it than just being handed the answers. Right. So I thought that was really interesting. And so I've learned from her and I'm like, dang... And I apply it to my life outside of school. Well, and I love what you just said because I think that that really drives home the point that we're going to be trying to make this whole episode is you don't need the answers handed to you. You need to do the whole learning process. And I feel like Mm -hmm. a lot of people just want to ask somebody else that's done it and get an immediate answer. Right. And the problem is the immediate answer doesn't necessarily apply because the experiences you have the long along the way of learning are what help you understand what that answer truly means. Right. I love that. Yeah, for sure. So for me, self-starters, I have like the biggest pet peeve in the entire world and I struggle <laughs> um, <laughs> with this. And I think of it as a very, um, anybody you know that's not a self-starter, this is something they do. And if this is you, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I still love you. I appreciate you. Yeah. Um, but it is my biggest pet peeve. People asking Googleable questions. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I can't. It's one of my biggest pet peeves too. I can't but handle you're it. You're way worse though. Yeah. I know, and I try really hard because I understand that people are coming from a really loving place, wanting your knowledge on something, and wanting to interact, and and I think that's incredible. But I struggle when somebody asks me. I'm trying to think of an example of something that somebody would ask me, but mm. you know, like. Oh, I don't know how to change the focus point on your camera. I've never had anybody ask me that, but that's what's coming to mind. So if somebody, you know, asks me, hey, how do I change the focus point on my camera? For me, that's really hard because I'm like, why are you asking me that? You have a manual. Right. You have all these resources. Joe didn't invent cameras, you know. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, you have all these resources. But I also, my heart, like, is like, be kind, be loving. Right. You know, help people learn. But people that can't figure that stuff out by themselves and don't push themselves to Mm -hmm. figure out that stuff by themselves it's a lot harder 
I think it's yeah, harder to I think succeed. So too. I think it's harder because it takes longer and you're relying on other people rather than yourself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, learning through that process. Um, growing up, my mom would always say, I'm not your mom, Google is. And <laughs> I forget that she says she, that. But she says it because, you know, growing up, most all of our parents, you know, didn't grow up with the internet and she had to be a self starter without Google. And she's like, kid, you have a computer in your hands 24 yeah. 7. Ask they used to have to go to the library and look at all the what the, the set of encyclopedias. Yeah, like it was much harder. <laughs> now it's at our fingertips. And I think anybody nowadays can teach themselves to be a self starter. Mm-hmm. I so, agree. That's what today's episode is going to be all yeah. about. So for you, do you have any examples where you feel like being a self-starter has really driven home the success or happiness or fulfillment that you found? Yeah. So I think before I moved to Italy, you know, I decided to do that instead of college. And I feared a lot of things. You know, I was scared of failing. I was scared of not making new friends when I went over there, et cetera. And you went back and forth for a long time when you were trying to make that decision because there was a fear in not going to college too. Right. And like what I would miss out on with the college experience. And I had to kind of check those fears at the door and be like, this is what, you know, I'll, I'll never get my 18th year back. I want to do this. So I'm going to do this. And if I fail, that's okay. Um, because the experience I get from that is going to be way more in my opinion, than going to school because school can always be there, is always going to be there. But to get the opportunity and the privilege to go to a foreign country, I had to just jump on that bandwagon. Right. Because the failure or, you know, things not going as planned isn't as bad as not trying at all because then you never know. You don't learn anything from that. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. What Do you have any examples? I know you do. I mean, yeah, I feel like I have a lot of them. So I know we talked about this a little bit on one of the previous episodes, but I taught my first photography workshop in December. And I think that's probably, and this podcast, I would say, are my two best examples of self-starting for me. I Well, and photography in general. So for me, I started photography when I was 15. I'm all self-taught. I've never taken a photography course Um, I've only been to one workshop ever and I Googled everything. Mm -hmm. I YouTubed. Yeah. Joe's the queen of Googling and using the internet in her advantage. I, uh, and I'll research everything I can because why not? It's right there at your fingertips, you know? And I'm not saying it's fast. Like, I, I think that's something that a lot of people get confused when they're asking me questions because... I have a lot of people who follow me who are just getting started on their photography journey. And they're like, well, how did you teach yourself this? And they want to learn really fast. Well, I've been doing this for 12 years. Right. That's crazy. Yeah, that's insane. Um, I've been doing it for 12 years of learning and getting better. And I didn't learn how to make a preset until probably five years ago, Mm -hmm. four or five years ago. And so it, it takes time. And I think giving yourself the grace that you get to learn and not comparing yourself to where other people are in their journey is really important Mm -hmm. if you're going to continue to dive in. But I'm trying to think of what other example. Um, I was going to say workshop. There was not perfect execution in the workshop. We didn't spend months planning. I didn't wait until I felt like I had all the knowledge in the world to share. Um, because I have major imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't feel like I'm any different 
than any of you listening. Not even that I feel. I'm not, period. I'm not any Mm -hmm. different than any of you listening. And so sometimes that's really hard for me going into a situation where I'm teaching. Um, And so if I gave myself too much time to think about it, it was never going to happen. Yeah. And so kind of like you said, I chucked that fear out the door of not being accepted, not being, um, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but regardless, chucked that out the door and was like, you know, if this is a failure, I learn from it. Right. And it's okay. Yeah. I love and that. And just got started. Mm-hmm. We've definitely done that with the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> for sure. We just dove head first. Yeah. It was like we announced that we were going to do the podcast. And when we made the announcement, we didn't announce that it was a podcast mm-hmm. yet. But we announced that something was coming. And y'all, we hadn't even recorded an episode yet. <laughs> we had ordered our mics from Amazon. Mm-hmm. And we were just hoping that Apple was going to approve us. And that first day, I was so determined. I told Caroline, I was like, we're recording these episodes today. Mm-hmm. We can't stop. And we were in my closet until, like, what, midnight? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we spent, like, six hours not trying to, not being able to figure out the mics. Like, yeah, it was... I was on Google. I was on the phone with my husband. Yes. Help and us. Yeah. he was just telling me everything he'd found on Google, which I had already read, which wasn't helpful at all. I was so angry. Yeah, but we just kept <laughs> trucking, just figured it out, basically. Yeah, yeah there, there were a lot of obstacles mm-hmm. that weekend. But, you know, we got it recorded. We got it uploaded. Apple approved it. And here we are. We're talking with you. We're figuring it out day by day. Mm-hmm. And we're at the beginning of this journey, just like you may be at the beginning of yours. And so we really encourage you to just start So Joe and I have broken down four tips to how to get started being a self-starter and the most important things that we think will benefit you guys. Um, Number one is start small. So this kind of goes back to what we were saying before with no more Googleable questions. Google is your mom. (laughs) (laughs) Google is your mom, yes. Um, So a great way to start small is whenever you are asking those around you questions or asking their help, really think about, can I figure this out for myself? through the internet, through looking through a highlight on mm-hmm. somebody's Instagram, etc. Like what kind of tools do you already have at your disposal to answer the question that you're asking? And you'll find that a lot of questions that you're asking, you probably have answers to already. Right. And that will help you get started doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, really focusing on learning the difference between needing help and guidance, which is a thing. It's not that you never ask for help again or never ask for guidance yeah. again. But there's a difference between that and just avoiding doing the research or learning it yourself because you perceive it as easier to ask for somebody else to take their time. Right. One thing I have written down is push yourself to be disciplined. Um, Like Joe was saying, you have all these resources at your fingertips. So discipline yourself into now using those and be grateful for those. Like I was saying, our parents didn't have technology back then. Now we do. Like what a gift it -hmm. is to live in this time and to have those research resources at our fingertips. So discipline yourself in using those. Yeah. And I think another great thing to focus on whenever you're starting small is stop breaking promises to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, if you say you're going to make your bed in the morning, make your bed in the morning. Yeah. If you're going to say you're going to do the workout, do the workout. Those are commitments you're making to yourself. And it's important if you want to be more efficient in starting things and pursuing a life you love, committing to those and really getting started. Yeah. I re- most recently have started making to-do lists, which might sound crazy, but 
I'm an Enneagram 7. I don't love lists. I don't like commitment, but... She doesn't like to be tied down. Yeah, I don't like to be tied (laughs) down, but making the list has kind of changed my life in the way I go about my day, And but make it a self-starter list. So, like, I will do X, Y, Z. You know, I will figure out how to do this task today. And then checking off those boxes is so satisfying. Do you make lists? I do. It's not as structured as as it is, I think, for you. Yeah. Because I'm a list in my head girl. And it's the reason a lot of times I have a hard time falling asleep is I sit and I'm going through that mental list of like, check, check. Oh, no check. And then I'm like, (laughs) oh, no. Yeah. Can't go to sleep. Need to get that done. But I I was going to say like lists are really good. All that small stuff's just getting started. Mm -hmm. I mean, it all has to do with getting started. That's what all of this Mm -hmm. revolves around. And, you know, if you can't commit to making your bed and taking care of yourself and like for me, something that I recently started doing was drinking water every morning. Right. If you can't commit to something like that, it's going to be hard to immediately scale it to being on the level that you're starting your own business. You're running your own business. You're not that you have to be a bed maker to own a business. Right. That's not what I'm saying. But start showing up for yourself in order to. Yes. And the more you show up for yourself the better life's going to get because mm-hmm. the more you start embracing yourself, loving yourself, the easier it gets. Yeah. But it doesn't start easy. Nothing does. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're talking about this today is because you have to practice that act of beginning mm-hmm. over and over again. Which, set, because, which a lot of people view so daunting. Yeah. Um, and, and it, it can be. Yeah. It's also that mindset switch that you have to do with yourself and be disciplined and know that once I start, like, I wonder where I'll be in a year. Look for that end result that you want. And even if you don't reach that, it's going to be okay. And do you feel like as you've continued to dive in to start new things that now it's like intoxicating? Yeah, for sure. Like I just constantly, I'm so excited when I get to start something new. Yeah. And it's like, what's next? Yeah. Even if mm-hmm. I'm horrible at it, mm-hmm. because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm horrible at this. It's going to be so fun to see how far I come and how right. much I grow. Because in the beginning, it's so easy to such see such big progress. Yeah. As you get better, the progress changes and it's smaller and it's not as obvious. Right. And so I think starting's fun. I think it's really fun. And even like the podcast like I've grown so much just in these what two weeks three Mm -hmm. weeks like getting better more comfortable in front of a mic you know that was so hard it's still hard but I've gotten so much further than I was yeah and I have had to learn how to not talk your ear off (laughs) and interrupt you because that is my vibe yeah (laughs) you can talk forever and me no Okay, so uh, tip number two is to start believing in yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is so important if you want to be someone who is a self-starter. The example that I'm going to use is I attended a workshop put on by a photographer that I am absolutely obsessed with in 2017, I believe. Mm-hmm. I was just about to, or no, it was 2016. It was before I quit my job. That's all, all right. I remember. Uh, It was before I quit my job to pursue photography full-time. I uh, saved up the money. I uh, invested like $2,000 to go on this um, workshop in California. And that in itself was terrifying. But I was like, I'm going to learn so much. And I'm going to have it all figured out because (laughs) these people know what they're doing. And they're better than me. And I'm going to see why they're better than me. And then I'm going to work hard and 
yeah. be good like them. Yeah. Like, that was my thought process. And I got there, and they didn't dis- disappoint at all. The photographer was incredible. The experience was incredible. I met wonderful people. But more than anything, I learned that really they weren't better than me. Really, they weren't different from me. Mm-hmm. We're all on the level playing field. They just believed in themselves. Right. And they may have had a few years of experience on me, um, but they had all the same tools. They had all the same resources. The clients were similar. It's just that they had already started. Right. And so I came home and I put in my notice at my job and I was like, well, if they can do it, I can do it. And I <laughs> peace just went all in. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, I'm a photographer. Um, I'm a wedding photographer. Mm-hmm. And I went all in at it. And so that was the moment that I was like, okay, I believe in myself. And so if you're listening to this and you follow people online and you look at their lives and you want that, you can have it. You're no different Mm -hmm. from them. You're really no different. And uh, don't highlight the differences between you. Don't talk yourself down. Look at what you have in common and then bridge that gap with that self-starting. Google things, you know, work hard, save, and just you'll get there. Right. And I have a quote that ties into this and it's one of my favorites. It's build your own dreams or someone else will hire you to build theirs. And it's by Farah. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Gray. That quote speaks volumes to me because I've always, since I was little, felt like I've had a purpose in inspiring others and being a leader. And so like I was saying, I don't like being told what to do, but the self-starters of the world believe in themselves, period. And that's what, that's what makes them so special and makes them stand out from the crowd. Yeah, I completely Is they agree. believe wholehearted, wholeheartedly in what they're preaching and what their services, et cetera, whatever it is. Yeah. Well, and you can be a self-starter, too. I love that quote, and I think it's great. And I want to clarify, too, though, you can be a self-starter working for somebody. Oh, like yeah. That can be your dream. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Definitely check in with yourself and make sure that is your dream. I have friends who are badass girls who are in corporate America, working their way up, shattering every Mm -hmm. glass ceiling they find, and just rocking it. Right. And they are self-starters. Yeah, and being a self-starter employee, that's what bosses love. Yes. They don't want to tell the employee what to do, hold their hand through everything, you know, like, and I think that's why Joe and I get along so well. I guess we're friends. But she is my boss on some days. That's and, been the weirdest part of the podcast. Yeah. Some days I'm her boss. Some days she is my um, business partner. Right. And, and we're so, figuring it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're definitely transitioning to that world. But yeah, like I think Joe, that's why you love me so much. No, but yeah. like I self-start and I don't, I'm not down Joe's throat. Like, okay, now is it okay if I email this email, you know, like yes. that can get annoying and that's Well, not... it can just be hard because at some point as an employer, you feel like you're just doing the work. Like if, right. if somebody like why asks, would I hire them? Right. If somebody mm-hmm. asks too many questions at this point, you're just giving them a step by step and you're having to take the time to teach them all of that. And you're like, well, why did I hire somebody whenever I'm taking the time to do it with them anyway? Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. And so we really look for that when we're hiring interns, when we're hiring, when I'm hiring second shooters, when Caroline yeah. can't come. I look for people who, yes, they're welcome to ask me questions. I definitely encourage questions. Mm-hmm. 
so I don't want to sound like it's a, you know, figure it out yourself only kind of environment. But I love whenever I can trust that if Caroline runs into an issue on a wedding day, I know that she's going to figure it out. She won't even tell me. We'll be in the car ride home and she'll be like, oh, I forgot to tell you. I mean, it goes back to your strap breaking. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Which, if you guys missed that story, it's in a couple episodes ago. Mm -hmm. Caroline's strap broke on her dress at a wedding. She was completely boob out. Boob out. Um, But she didn't even tell me. She just went and fixed it and figured it it out. Moved Mm -hmm. on and shot the rest of the wedding. Yeah, it's fine. And that's my little self starter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Number three, uh, we've kind of spoken on this a little bit, but I think it's by far the most important tip and the biggest thing I want to drive home in today's episode. And that is in order to be a self-starter, you have to accept fear and embrace failure. Mm -hmm. And I think that sounds terrifying because when you're starting on anything, especially something that seems um, outlandish to friends and family, you're looking for their acceptance and that fear of what's to come and all of that can be what stops you. Right. You know, and I think it's so important to realize that in order to get anywhere you want to be, it's going to be a journey Mm -hmm. and people aren't necessarily going to encourage you the whole way. And if you look to other people for reassurance in order to make the decisions on what your passions are and what you're interested in, you're going to end up down somebody else's path. Yeah. And that's not good. Yeah. Back to believing in yourself, but accepting that fear. Yep. It's so important to be able to be like, all right, you know, that could happen and that's going to be fine, but I'm going to learn from that. It's just like if you wait to start until you understand everything, you'll never start. Yeah. Ever. Ever. I, uh, one of my, um, really good friends I was on the phone with last night and she's not loving her job anymore. Um, it's okay. Like it's fine, but she's found Mm -hmm. that it doesn't bring her as much joy. And she has this new incredible hobby, um, making candy. Oh yeah. And she's just doing it on the side for fun. And, um, she was like, I, I want to learn more. I want to see if maybe I could do this as a side gig or whatever. And we had a long conversation yesterday about kicking that fear of failure in the butt because Mm -hmm. the biggest fear is how others will perceive that step. And I totally get that Mm -hmm. because whenever I quit my job um, to go into photography, I had that same fear of what are my parents going to think? What are other people going to think? Are they going to take a photographer seriously? Mm -hmm. And whenever I was starting, I was... Um, single and I didn't have another income to rely on. So that was scary because how am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to, but I had to kind of tuck all of that way away. And like I prepared to where if I did fail, I wasn't getting set back and I had time to find another job, but it was okay if I failed because at least I learned something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how I view life is I want to look back on what I did instead of what I could have done. Yeah. And so that goes back into accepting that fear and embracing that failure. So like whenever I went into photography, I was working uh, for a local boutique, shout out Maude, Mm -hmm. um, here in Fayetteville. I loved my job there. I loved the people there. Um, But I, as a human being, am a horrible employee. 
<laughs> I just am. Yeah. I'm not good at working for other people. Um, once again, shout out Maude. Love y'all. Thank mm-hmm. you for being kind Dealing to me <laughs> and, you know, working with me. But it was hard because I wanted to be in control and I, you know, all those things. But then I also had that huge fear of jumping into photography full time because would it work out? You know, mm-hmm. this job was reliable, stable. Um, people respected that I was in marketing. Right. And, you know, being in any kind of creative career, it's not always viewed with the same level of respect. I think once you reach a certain level of success, mm-hmm. absolutely. But it's not like being in medical school. Right. You know, starting a business. Yeah. People are like, ooh, good luck. Yeah. Like, um, so that was really, really scary for me, but I embraced it. I jumped off the cliff. Right. Hardcore and just got started mm-hmm. and it was a bumpy road and there was a lot of figuring things out. There was a lot of living off of next to nothing. Right. But it got me to where I am now. And if I wouldn't have started then, I wouldn't be where I am now. Mm-hmm. And it just goes back to that over and over again is you have to accept that fear and just jump. Yeah, just jump. And back to our podcast, I know we talk about it a lot, but I definitely had a fear and like, no one's going to listen, you know, like, am I going to say the wrong things? It's being recorded, Even after we released it, I was scared no one was going to listen. Right. And you guys blew us away. Thank you so much. <laughs> Truly, guys. I We can't believe it. Like, we're, I am still in shock. We cry almost every day. Yeah. The nice comments coming in. Thank you. Keep them coming. Yeah. <laughs> Caroline's really loving those. Thank you. Yes. But, um, you know, I had to accept that fear because I knew that I was meant for more and I was meant to share my experiences with on a podcast and that I even get the privilege of speaking on a podcast. You know, I had to check that those fear and be like okay no you have to do this dive in let's do it phrase of the day dive in dive in dive in (laughs) can't say it enough Mm -hmm. everything's a swimming uh, metaphor in our world (laughs) just dive in so the last tip that we have for you guys and this i think is the most important thing out of the four for you to learn if you want to forever be a self-starter and live a life mm-hmm. where you are the main freaking character. Yes, main character energy. And that is learn to love putting in the work. Mm-hmm. I always say, or like to say to myself, wait, I want to wake up with the intention to move one step forward than the day before. And that's because I put in the work. You know, I'm excited for the next day and I want to outdo it kind of. Um, Not necessarily that you are or have to outdo every single day and move up the ladder. Like, you can go at whatever pace you want, but learning to love to put in the work is so important. And also, like, if you don't love putting the work and what you're doing, you maybe should reevaluate what what you're you're doing. doing. And it's okay. If you're 40 steps in on something and you're not happy doing it, it's okay to start back on step one of something else. Right. I mean, that's what being a self-starter is all about. Mm-hmm. Is all about. Starting again and reinventing yourself if you need to. Mm-hmm. Life's and about finding fulfillment yeah, and happiness. Learning through experiences and guiding yourself through life yes. with those different experiences. And then I always like to try to visual visualize the end result of whatever project I'm doing. Not necessarily the end end, but like, you know, like, okay, like, I want to be here by next year or 
it would be so cool to reach this goal. And that just like keeps you motivated, especially me, um, and makes me love to put in the work because I know I'm going to look back in a year or two years and be like, wow, I'm so glad that I started, even though it might be sloppy or it is going to be sloppy. It is going to be messy, but like, look at me now, like, wow, you know, the scariest goal I ever set was two years ago, January, 2018. I set the goal that 2020 was going to be my last year relying on weddings as my full-time income. Mm. And I set that goal and I, I was going into my biggest year of my career and I set that goal and I told Matt and he went, what? Yeah. <laughs> he Excuse said, wait, me. <laughs> you finally have what you want right now with weddings and you're shooting and you're, you know, right. you've reached your goal. Why are, why is your goal to stop immediately? Right. And I said, well, I've gotten here and I've reached what I thought I wanted all this time. And I've realized I want more mm-hmm. or I want different. Different. You know? yeah. I, I want a career where I can connect with more people and mm-hmm. I can encourage people. I want to teach. I want to mentor. Yeah. Um, Just to pivot that yes. career path. And that was mortifying. Right. Like I was. Yeah. I remember you like, oh my gosh, like. It, it was scary uh-huh. because I had built my entire audience online, um, my entire marketing platform around being a wedding photographer. And I was like, is anybody going to accept me for anything else? Right. Am I anything else to people mm-hmm. um, other than a wedding photographer? And so that was a really, really scary pivot. And I had to put in the work mm-hmm. and focus on that. If that's what I wanted, I had to truly slowly move out of weddings. So this year um, I'm only shooting 25 mm-hmm. weddings, I believe. And next year, I'm only shooting 10 weddings. Yeah, which is crazy. And so it's a huge pivot, a huge change. And it's easy for me to want to rely on weddings because they're there mm-hmm. and I have the client base. And it's it's fun. I enjoy it. But, you know, here I am talking on the podcast. That's what we want. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to put in the work there, even though we already have something really successful going. Right. Being willing to set that aside and get started on something Mm -hmm. new. A new branch. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard work, but I I think that it is really fulfilling. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, like we, like we were saying, cry at your guys' messages. And that's what fills my cup is like touching and inspiring so many people and like already. And y'all are inspiring the heck out of us. Mm -hmm. We've asked a few questions on the last couple episodes just as we're talking, we're like, we'd love to hear your input. And you guys are really coming through, sending yeah. us messages about how you feel about things. And it's completely evolving our perspectives. Right. So please, if you have thoughts on anything we say in the episode, send us the DM, mm-hmm. start the conversation. We are yeah. loving getting to talk yes. with you guys. We're here. So I'm going to kind of uh, recap the things that we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, so today was all about self-starting. Yep. And the tips that we broke down for you guys is one, start small. So stop asking those Googleable questions and really start focusing on yourself and being disciplined. That's going to be your first step to being more self-sufficient. Number two is start believing in yourself. You're on the same playing ground as everyone else around you. Mm-hmm. And you've got this. Yeah. Um, we're not all given the same story and we're not given all the same resources. But we are all given the same ability to 
get started. Mm-hmm. And so really believe in yourself. You've got this. Mm-hmm. Number three was accept fear and embrace failure. If you want to, if you wait to start until you understand everything, you're never going to start. So just get started and accept that failure might be in your future. Maybe, yeah. but that's okay. We don't totally want to focus okay. on that. We're going to focus on how we can succeed. Mm-hmm. And then the last one was learn how to love putting in the work. Yep. So those are our four tips for you guys if you're getting into self-starting and you want to be a more successful, more efficient person. Mm-hmm. Um, so Either being an employee or employer. Yes. They work both ways. Either one. And have conversations about it. Mm-hmm. You know, talk with your friends, talk with your coworkers. What can you be doing and what can you be self-starting on? Have you ever thought about whether you're self-starting or not? Right. I think a lot of people just don't think about it. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, they don't know. Either. Yeah. So uh, we're starting to end every podcast with a Q&A from you guys. So we pick a question that we've been asked. And this week our question is from Amberelleraby. What? <laughs> I, I don't know because I don't know if it's her last name. Amber Ellerby. Okay. Um, is who asked us this question and Caroline, it's for you. Oh, uh, since Caroline is an introvert, Mm -hmm. how does she feel about putting it all out there on a podcast? Oh my gosh, guys. I've touched on this before. I'm very introverted. Um, and it's been a lot, especially in these first two weeks. I'm like so overwhelmed, like I've been saying, but yeah, I'm not one to speak up unless someone like speaks to me usually It depends on the situation, but it's definitely been hard, but I've learned to kind of divide it into worlds. Like I have a podcast world and that's, I pretend I'm an actor. I'm like, okay, Caroline, now you're going to. What you guys don't hear is every time (laughs) Caroline starts speaking, like at the beginning of the podcast, she goes five, six, seven, eight. And then then she literally, I have to get in that actor mindset (laughs) because that's, I'm not program to lay my feelings out on the line with anything like relate my boyfriend even says like you don't talk about your feelings I'm like yeah they're in there just way deep but that is because I'm an introvert not intro- not all introverts are like me but um I definitely That's how her introvert manifests yes exactly and so yeah it's definitely been a struggle but like I've been saying I had to self-start I had to you know I know I'm going to grow from this experience and I just kind of divide my two worlds. I have my own world in my apartment with my boyfriend, with my family, with Joe, you know, as a friend. And then I have this podcast world where I'm that Caroline actor. I'm the same person, um, but I have to really dig it out of myself. But I don't feel like it worries you when you're talking about your feelings. You're not worried about others hearing your feelings. No. Or are you? Um, no. Or your experiences? What do you mean? No. Like, you don't have a fear of, okay, I'm saying this and the whole world can hear it if they want to. Um, no, I don't really have that fear. I have a fear of letting people down in what I'm saying. Yeah. Which has given me anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Caroline's had anxiety for the first time in her life the yes. last couple weeks. She, uh, we were shooting some (laughs) pictures for the Instagram 
And she came in and she's like, I think I'm having a heat stroke. I don't yeah. know what's going on. I think I'm having a heat I'm stroke. Like, I think I'm going to pass out. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like calling all my nurse friends. I'm like, oh my God, Caroline got too mm-hmm. hot. I don't know what to do. We're like putting ice on her <laughs> neck and like in her lap and like everywhere trying to cool her off. Right. And, and we get like 30 minutes down. I'm like, are you starting to feel better? Like, are you cooling off? Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, I'm not hot. And I was like, what? She's like, no, I, I don't know what's going on. And yeah, I'm next... like, I think it's anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> she came the next day. She's like, oh, yeah, I was having, like, a panic attack. Right, yeah, for sure. It's <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. Because it manifested what... so differently mm-hmm. in you than it does in me. Right. And another huge obstacle has been, it's always, the relationship with you and I has always been that I'm your boss. Right. And so in situations where we've been in social situations that's, like, work-related, mm-hmm. you kind of let me take the lead. Yes. And so that's been a change, I feel like, for you, too. Big change. Like, speaking up more. And it's definitely hard for me. I have to work at it. Um, But, yeah, if you're introverted, love you guys. We're unique and cool. (laughs) I love my introverts. You guys know that I hang out with almost all introverts. Mm -hmm. That's because I'm, like, 99% extroverted. Right. I don't leave much space for (laughs) (laughs) other extroverts to come in. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys. Well, that is today's episode. Um, we're excited to have you here. We had fun talking with you guys. Um, I am Joe. And My, I'm oh, oh, and I'm Caroline. And that's Caroline. <laughs> okay. We're not good at this. We need to get better. We're really bad at entering and exiting the podcast. Yes. I don't know why. It's like we have this vision in our head that it's going to be so cute. It's going to be like, I'm Joe and, and I'm, I'm Caroline. Caroline. And you can find us on, and every time we just completely yeah. butcher it. I don't, and it's because we're not on the same wavelength. And today, I, the way I set up in the closet, I'm not looking at Caroline. <laughs> like my, my mic. Yeah, is, I'm looking at her right cheek, guys. My, my mic is facing a wall, which is making it extra harder for me because I keep turning trying to make eye contact so I can't see get any of your cues Uh okay well on that note i'm joe and i'm caroline and you can find me joe on instagram (laughs) at joe johnson overby and you can find me caroline at caroline stelty or you can find middle ground podcast at middle Middle ground Ground Podcast. podcast and uh we will be talking to you guys next Monday too. New episode every Monday. Yep. Why is this so hard? I don't know. We hope you have a great Monday. Um, whatever, or whatever day you're listening whatever to day, this. Now the dogs want in. Yeah, you know. <laughs> We're just going to end this. Love y'all. Peace out. Bye-bye. <laughs>